Hi, we're Cardigan Academy, your helpers for all things mental health, parenting, and education. Today we have a question from a listener who is concerned about their partner's hygiene. If you have a situation you'd like our therapist and teacher advice on, you can submit your letter at cardiganacademy.com. Dear Cardigan Academy, my husband needs to be constantly reminded to clip and clean his nails, along with other hygiene habits that I just feel compelled to do with no reminders. He does have untreated ADHD and depression. It's been brought up in couples counseling and is still an issue. I feel like individual therapy and medication would be beneficial, but he finds excuses to not follow through. I also think he was never taught to do or notice these things by his parents. How can I help him to notice these things and to do them without weekly reminders? Or am I policing his body and should stop worrying about it? My man needs a manicure. <laughs> I love the sign-off names. I love the consideration going into this too. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to dig into. I have so many thoughts right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always start with, if it were me. Mm -hmm. So if it were something that I was letting go about myself, let's say, and it was something that bothered my partner and that had come up in conversation before and was continuing to happen, how would I want to be approached about it? I 100% would want to know. That's just me. It's the way I'm wired. I, I use the analogy with my kids all the time. Like they'll, in sitcoms, it'll be like, someone's got toilet paper stuck on their foot or food in their teeth. Oh no, what are we going to do? Like tell them mm -hmm. <laughs> because no one looks in the mirror and sees broccoli on their teeth and thinks, oh, thank goodness. No one told me that would have been embarrassing. Yeah. We always think, why didn't somebody say something to me? Like, so I always tell my kids and I tell them even like, and my husband, what my things are. Like if there is something on my teeth, if I'm not like if my pants aren't zipped up or something mm -hmm. or like my skirts tucked into like any of those things, please tell me I love to write. So even when I write a blog post or a Facebook post, I'm like I feel worse when I see like, oh my gosh, I'm missing a word. Oh shoot. I feel worse if somebody's like, oh yeah, I noticed that. What? No, tell me. Like mm -hmm. I want to know you will not hurt my feelings. In fact, anytime someone's ever said any of those things to me, my response is, oh, thank you. I'm so glad you told me. So if I were doing something and it's kind of, you know, a small thing that can be remedied and can be fixed and not something I'm super tied to. If I knew that my partner was, if it were something that were a turnoff, let's say to my spouse, I would much rather be told than find out 10, 20 years later that, oh yeah, all those years I thought that was, you know, super gross and you couldn't, like, I would want to know. But it does sound like they've had that conversation, right? So to mm -hmm. me, this sounds more like, let's imagine you're in a place potentially with depression where you aren't showering regularly, would you want your partner to say, hey, I noticed your hair needs to be washed? No, that's different. <laughs> I know. So that's why this is so tricky, right? Yeah. That's why there's so much at play here. Mm -hmm. So like on the surface, something, me personally, yes, I would want to know. When I have struggled with depression, no, that's not the time to tell me that I'm 
because a person who's depressed is well aware that they're not on top of things Mm -hmm. don't like it they just don't have it in them so that's a different yeah that's a different story Mm -hmm. and that's why i think it's very insightful that this person is taking those things and considering them yeah considering Mm -hmm. you know there's some things here that therapy and medication would probably be helpful but again we're in this situation where he is not doing those things Mm -hmm. so then yeah at what point do you say this is just something that i'm going to have to live with or i think i would appreciate a conversation If my partner said to me, I've noticed that this thing still isn't happening, how can I help? If you do want to help, that might be nice. Because maybe it is something like, well, I can never find the nail clippers. Mm -hmm. Simple solution. We'll buy another set. Or um, I know when I first had kids, I realized bodies are very different. <laughs> like when you've been caring for your only your own personal hygiene for most of your life and then kids come along like my kids were very sensitive to the types of clippers I used and what was fine when I was doing my own nails they were more sensitive to so maybe it's a conversation about hey some people cut their nails with scissors some people prefer to file them would it be helpful if i have files out when we are binging on our favorite tv show would you rather have um, a nail brush beside the sink or Mm -hmm. something that you can clean out under your nails instead or is there a special soap that helps without taking this on too much for the person whether it's our kids our partner a really good friend sometimes just having those conversations about look at all these possibilities might Mm -hmm. trigger something that I've never thought of that before. I never thought I'm, yeah, you're right. I never had a nail brush growing up. Maybe I would like that. Maybe this is something I could do quickly in the shower after I wash my hair. I like that you're, you're pointing out basically what is at the root? Mm Because if it's a simple, I don't know where the nail clipper is, that is really solvable or a nail brush in the shower would be that visual. Like I do really well with visual reminders, Mm -hmm. even for me in the morning. I do better when I lay out all the things, my eye drops and my deodorant. Like I, I lay, I pull everything out because my mind is constantly going. And mm-hmm. sometimes I, I don't want, I would, I would be in the situation of, wait, did I, did I do my eye drops or didn't? Mm-hmm. So it helps me to have them visually there. And then as I use them, I put them away. That's my system because I get distracted. <laughs> so I like how you're pointing out, finding out what's at the root will help you then know what the solution is. Mm-hmm. I will say that from a therapeutic standpoint, the bit about untreated ADHD and depression that's been brought up and feeling like, you know, it would be beneficial, but it sounds like he finds excuses to not follow through. Also getting to the root of that would be important Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of situations where it's hard. You can't really fault someone for the struggles they're having when they're not sure what's going on. They don't have a diagnosis. They don't have the help. But then once they do, and now there's, here's what the solution would be, then it's, it can change the game for everybody. So mm-hmm. getting to the root of what, why, what's the holdup on the medication and a therapy that would make everyone's life, including his easier. And I know depression, sometimes it's just, everything feels like a mountain to climb when you're mm-hmm. depressed. And making a phone call can feel like writing a thesis, you know, it's huge. And so getting to the root of that and finding out if there's a way to get that ball rolling as Mm -hmm. well can be life changing. So if your boundary is, 
I am willing to help you in all of this, but you, the medication really needs to be in place so that I can best help you. That is a reasonable boundary. Do you need me to make the phone call for you? You know, when someone's depressed, they do need a little bit more help. And so maybe, maybe that's what it is, but even that needs also to be addressed. And I would add, make sure you're, um, choosing your timing well for this conversation. Yeah. So make sure it's at a time where your emotions are not feeling super heightened and that they are also in a place to receive it. It's all really good ideas. You're talking about doing better with a visual reminder. I do better if I actually set an alarm. Like I'm talking, when is the last time I, like sometimes I just want to know how long has it been? Did Mm -hmm. I go longer in between? When do I need to do something? When do, how often does the deck need to be stained? Or the air filters and yeah. the air conditioning, like those weird things that are like twice a year, once a year. Yeah. Did it get done? Yes, yes. So sometimes it's nice to sit down as a family and talk about all of these things so it doesn't all fall to one person. And sometimes we talk about this, this in our cloops too, that when you have a partner, there can be some playing to strengths there mm-hmm. early on in our relationship. My husband took on paying the bills, like just actually the actual act of setting up payments and doing that so that I no longer had to think about that. Such a relief. So the trade-off of that is I will call and make your appointments for you because I know you hate doing that. Mm -hmm. But if I were making appointments and there wasn't a trade-off or even a conversation about how are we best supporting each other in that way, then it can lean more on the mental load, emotional labor side of things, which we are going to have a conversation about soon. Like a podcast episode. Yes, yes. you're on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, we always have conversations with about it amongst ourselves, but yeah, an actual... We'll share with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another round of suggestions then would be, is it helpful if you set a repeated reminder on your calendar? Is it helpful if you set an alarm or put a system in place, you know, the first of every month, let's go get a manicure together or throwing all of these possibilities at someone who's struggling with something can help sometimes that um, being frozen and indecision. So I think I've said often, one thing I'm struggling with and talking to my therapist about is cleaning out my basement. Mm -hmm. And so when I say it would be helpful for my partner to come to me and say, How can I best help? It would be even more helpful if he said, is it better if I get the kids out of here for an afternoon or would you rather have someone doing it with you? Or does it help if I put your favorite music on and make sure that I've had dinner handled and you can just go concentrate? Do you like to do a little bit at a time or would you rather do it in all one shot? Throwing all of those possibilities out to me is even better than saying, how can I support you in this? Mm -hmm. Yep. And and I'm going to add the the yin to that yang of because I'm sitting here nodding, thinking, yeah, I, I think, depending on my state, I think I would receive that well. I'm thinking back to times I was depressed, mm-hmm. too much of that would overwhelm me into like more frozenness. Like, yeah. oh, I don't know. So, but that comes back to the timing thing, right? Of where your emotions are and where their reception to that is. So that all plays in it. Like you said, play to your strengths. So is this someone who's going to respond well to lots of suggestions or is this person going to respond well to just hearing your feelings on it and then having that conversation that Devin is talking about, about how to move forward? Do they even have it in them? Because that's hard when you're depressed. Yeah. Even like you said, you're frozen. You don't have it in you. 
And you yourself, if you're in a place where you've totally had it, you can't possibly even think about putting more suggestions out there because you have done this through Mm -hmm. and through. And we don't know that from your letter. I mean, it sounds like there has been steps taken, but we don't know what your level of frustration is with this because sometimes we do have to get to the point of, okay, this is something that I'm going to learn to accept and let go. And that's where that love is a verb comes in Mm -hmm. because we choose partners and sometimes we change sometimes they change sometimes the things we were looking at or for when we were younger are not are no longer the things that we would choose if we were starting all over again but then there's also something to be said about if you if this is a good strong relationship and one that you want to stick with then sometimes you love someone through the difficult things such as this. Yeah, I think getting to the root of why does this bother my man needs a manicure, the person who wrote this letter, why, what is it? That's important. And we talk about this in our clubs, parenting clubs and our mental health, our therapy 101 clubs and our healing from your toxic childhood clubs. We all have our stuff that we bring to the table and our own background and our own baggage and our own trauma and our own triggers and our own everything, like our own experiences. And so figuring out why something bothers us or why something triggers us or why, like, what is it? Is it the lack of follow through generally? Is it the nails specifically? Like Mm -hmm. there's even this really cool thing that we could talk more about either in an episode or a clue, but there's this thing in therapy called the irritability exercise. And there's a lot more to it, but a lot, lot more to it. But there's one aspect that Sometimes something that irritates us in another person irritates us because deep down we wish we could be more that way. So Mm -hmm. in other words, like in this case, it might be, and I don't know, again, just throwing this out there, this may apply to this person or someone else, but sometimes given, I'll get, I'll use this letter, this, this analogy, but sometimes it's, oh man, like he never cleans his nails and I always clean my nails. And maybe deep down you're sick and tired of always making sure you have it all together. It's not about the nails. It's, you know what? I'm always working so hard to make sure everything's presentable, to make sure everything I'm, I'm on top of things and damn it, I'm tired. And I wish I could not care about something mm-hmm. or like let it go or not have it be a high, a high priority. But I, I, but I, but I'm struggling with that. And so now we're extra annoyed with someone who does seem to be able to sort of let that thing go. And that's not at all said as a criticism. What I find interesting about the irritability exercise is it does make us pause. There's more to it. Like I said, there's a few aspects to it, but when something irritates us, it's an exercise you can do where you can stop and go, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And it helps us get to the root of why does this thing bother me, Mm -hmm. which is really important to coming up with a solution. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And again, I just want to say that we noticed you doing a lot of that thinking and self-awareness and even bringing his stuff into it even through Mm -hmm. your letter and so it shows strength that you're considering his stuff and your stuff even in the way you're asking yeah even the final question that she has here is or am i policing his body and should stop worrying about it it's interesting that she would even Mm -hmm. consider that like that's a very insightful like it's almost like you're asking the person who wrote this letter. It's almost like you're asking out loud, am I or am I? Is this what's going on or am, maybe I'm overstepping? Like you're so open to like yeah. a million possibilities of what could be going on here and going to counseling. Like you're 
you're doing the work here, like, in, mm-hmm. and giving this a lot of thought. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're our kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The, the, the kind of person where <laughs> Devonie and I can have an hour long conversation about, wonder why this happens or that person does this thing. <laughs> Deep philosophical discussion. It's, it's fun for us. Um, maybe not for others, but it's fun for us. <laughs> There's a reason we're going to have an episode coming up on emotional labor, because I will also say this is something I see frequently among, again, heteronormative gender stereotyping among women who have been married a while. I'm just seeing this more and more. There's definitely a frustration with having to do some stuff that it feels like we kind of wish our partners would do. And a lot of times it's compounded by raising kids and wanting to make sure we're raising them in a way that they also know how to do these things and that they're witnessing both parents handling stuff, that it's not a girl's job or a guy's job mm-hmm. or a woman's, like it's, it's the stuff that needs to get done that we all get done. So this is a big, big talk. I, I cannot even begin to tell you, I don't think a day goes by that I don't see some woman I know in my life or a woman online somewhere bring something like this up. Mm-hmm. And in our American culture, especially, we are all so busy and disjointed. And we always talk about that lack of a village. We have a lot going on. There's a lot to handle. So there can be a lot of emotions at play underneath this, and they are valid. Yeah, it definitely does seem like there might be a little of that underneath this because they're saying things like, I feel compelled to do things with no reminders, right? Mm-hmm. Is this something mm-hmm. that he was never taught to notice these things by his parents? and that's a big part of that, yeah. that mental load, emotional labor conversation, what we notice and what we tend to remind others of. And then in, in some regard, we're taking on some of that ourselves. And yeah, I guess the flip side of that is letting it go if you're willing and able. Which is easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Like we always tell people in trauma terms, letting it go is not a simple thing at all. But then that's yours to work out with your counselor. Like, this is really bugging me. And there's not like you can't change him. Mm -hmm. You can't change another person. So sometimes when we've got something going on, it's it's one of two. At at this point, if you've done everything you can and this is a real sore spot, it's now your thing because you can't change the other person. And so either you work on this with your own therapist and say, like, hey, this is really bugging me and I don't know what to do. Can you help me work through this? Or you're legitimately bugged enough and there's enough resentment and stuff that you have to decide, is this a deal breaker? Mm-hmm. So once you've done everything you can, like, you know, as a partnership, you, it sounds like they've it talked sounds about like this, yeah. right? Like in like... counseling and together. So you, just like Devonie said, either it's time to say, okay, I'm not going to worry about this anymore, which we want to validate is not necessarily easy. Yeah. That might be a conversation with your therapist or it's, I, I have had it and this is the straw this is the the resentment straw on a whole mm-hmm. pile of resentment straws, and I I can't do this anymore. So, and that's again a bigger and different conversation. But at least in this one, now you're not just waiting, 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 and nagging. I hate that word nagging because often mm-hmm. it's not that it's nagging; it's something that needs to be done. I I really hate that term, but like it goes from that now to okay, you can't change them, you can't make them do it. So now what? Mm-hmm. And that's an important thing to note here. The fact that you took the time to write in about this means this is a big deal to you. And that matters. If something is a big deal 
to you, it means something and that's, you know, yours to explore and figure out, but your feelings matter. They show up for a reason. We tell our clients this all the time, feel your feelings, explore them, process them. They've shown up for a reason. There's something, something up. You're not wrong for having feelings about this. And I, I'll echo what Devaney said, just really commend you for exploring it. And you're right. This letter reads is so open and exploring all possibilities. So I think you're on the right path. Yeah. Whether you find a solution here with him or on your own with your own therapist, I feel like you're headed in the right direction. Warmly, Cardigan Academy. If you have a situation you'd like our teacher and therapist advice on, you can submit your own Dear Cardigan Academy letter at cardiganacademy.com. 